It was just supposed to be a routine job. And I found myself amongst unlikely folk. <laughs> Humans. Ah, the rest of me kin called me soft. <laughs> but the money, ooh, the money was good. And we were good at it. Then the boss brings down this new job. <laughs> Dead dwarves. So I rouse up me boys, and we find ourselves in a journey we weren't expecting. Hargus is a noble dwarf from Clan Hammerheart with radical ideas. His concept that dwarves can not only befriend non-dwarves, but that they might work together in harmony is snubbed by most other dwarves. Skizik is a human who carries a two-handed sword and unleashes curses upon his enemies, which are granted to him by the dark and mysterious one, Mother. Wirebone, a gnomish artificer, is always looking for new ideas and creating new machines. He is perhaps the most famous inventor in Valkuminar. Morthos, another human and beneficiary of the Dark Mother, is seeking his place among the dwarves of Valkuminar. Comfort and prestige are his primary motivations. Ubalek Hammerheart, older cousin of Hargus, has a checkered past. He has been in trouble with the law more times than anyone dare counts. However, Ubalek is immensely resourceful and has gained valuable ties with the ruling elite, Clan Ironbrow. Vernayon is a dominion under Volcaminar rule. It is a series of arable basins which are tended to by elves, used mostly to grow long grains. These growing pools follow the Gruner Fluss and lie approximately three to seven sleeps wellward of Volcaminar. Fish, livestock, mushrooms, and other crops are also grown here. The myriads are an endless maze of ever-shifting tunnels above and around Volcaminar, which are formed by lava tubes, tunneling creatures, and quakes. Dwarves believe that these passages lead to the Great Forge at Mount Erlevenberg. Volca. Temperatures here can reach excessive heat levels as they lead upward, which can be incredibly dangerous to those lost in the labyrinth. Alvatar is the father of the elves. Worshipped now as their deity, the elven Allfather is celebrated through artistic agriculture and has promised his people retribution for the wrongs which have been committed by the dwarves. Previously, the heroes of Hinterspalt discovered that not only Vernayon had been relieved of its workers, but the dam protecting Vernayon from flood appears to have been abandoned with no sign of struggle. Further wellward travel brought our adventurers across the path of two elven refugees who reluctantly agreed to lead our heroes through the myriads toward the graves of the elven elders. Perhaps these graveyards will provide more clues to the happenings in Vernayon. The elven druid, aided by her younger ranger translator, tells tale of a time before the dwarves, when elves lived alongside the Green River peacefully until that fateful season, gray dwarves came. The story is far different than the lessons Hargus and Ubalek have been taught at Temple, although it ends the same way. 
with the Elven Allfather being slain at the hand of the mighty Kriegspiel. Hargus dismisses it as a fairy tale. Oh, these humans and their silly fairy tales. <laughs> the refugees keep their word and lead our heroes into the myriads toward Nogris. Long and winding is the path. These tunnels aren't as flat or direct as the common trade route. Several hours into their much-needed rest that night, an irregular rhythmic pounding alarms the weary travelers. The hammering grows louder and louder than an abrupt localized quake. Wirebone recognizes the sound as an engineered explosion, a big one. And then more of the pounding sounds, closer this time, less muffled. Scouting ahead, Ubalek explains. Something big is coming and it's gonna break through right here. Wirebone proposes that they find the source of this commotion before the commotion finds them. Narrowing down the source of the pounding to one particular section of the tunnel, about 200 feet from their camp, our heroes are set to ambush whatever is mining so effectively toward them. An hour goes by. The pounding continues at regular intervals until it stops again for several minutes. Clearly, whomever is mining is close to breaking through. Skizik white-knuckles his sword in anticipation while his team stands ready for anything. A powerful explosion rips through the stone before them, spraying shards of rock as if for a wave crashing down on the ambushers. Out from the settling dust and debris emerges a hulking giant with skin the color of soot and ash. Recovering from the explosion, our heroes engage the Matic-wielding brute. Heavy blows fall repeatedly on Wirebone and Hargus. The footing is difficult on the fallen rubble, but the group rallies and eventually brings the gray-skinned giant down. Wirebone searches through the enormous miner's possessions and finds a large quantity of explosives. Fearing the arrival of another oversized miner, the crafty gnomish inventor sets a trap using the explosives left behind by the giant brute. Within an hour, another explosion erupts. Wirebone's trap is a success, but this blast is so powerful that thousands of tons of stone collapse, burying whatever triggered the trap and thoroughly blocking the forward passage. The elven guides know of another way. The heroes of Henderspalt backtrack once again, seeking passage wellward. Hi, I'm Chris, and I play Morthos. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of Henderspalt. If you like this podcast, check out To Destiny, which takes place in Volcaminar at the same time as our game, from a totally different perspective. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.